It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Marcus Mosier. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, It's a solo show today as Landon McCool is off. He'll be back tomorrow to preview the Cowboys Week 10 matchup with the Minnesota Vikings. But today, you get some questions. We're going to answer your guys' Twitter questions. Um, And let's go ahead and start that. Uh, The first one comes from at Chris Garcia. Uh, He wants to know about Des Bryant. If you missed the news yesterday, uh, Des Bryant declared himself healthy. Uh, and he said that he is going to start sending out uh, some feelers to certain teams over the next couple of weeks. Could the Cowboys be one of these teams interested in Des Bryant? Uh, obviously, I think uh, Des, we, we know how much he loves the Cowboys. Uh, we know how important and how good of a player he can be. Unfortunately, I, I don't feel like Dallas is one of the landing spots here. Uh, they have guys who can play the X with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. I think they feel pretty good about their wide receiver core, especially the down the roster guys. Uh, you know, I, I just don't see a spot on this team for, you know, a player like Dez who really plays one spot, the X receiver spot, uh, who doesn't contribute on special teams, who, uh, let's face it, he said some things about Jason Garrett that's going to be awfully hard for him to come back and you know, men with the team. Uh, I'm, I'm on record as saying Des Bryant is one of my favorite players of all time. I, I'm just not sure that it's realistic to think, you know, this is a spot for him. Uh, you know, now if a, a Michael Gallup or Amari Cooper were to get injured and the Cowboys were still in the playoff hunt, could they potentially call him? I, I think it's possible, but I look at a team like, you know, Philadelphia who is struggling with receivers, uh, maybe New Orleans, who brought him back before. Uh, those are the teams that I expect to have some interest. Uh, I do expect Des to play again. I- I'm not sure if it's going to be this season, uh, but I don't anticipate it being for the Cowboys. Is there a chance that Des winds up with this team You know, a couple years down the road? I, I think it's possible, uh, but as of right now, I, I don't envision that happening. Uh, the next question is from at Martin 35 why can't this team consistently play a clean game from minute one to the end? It's because the NFL is hard, man. There's no, it doesn't matter the opponent. They're going to offer some resistance. Uh, they're going, they're going to make things hard on you. I mean, as good as New England is, I think Bill Belichick will tell you they haven't played a you know clean game from minute to the end of the whole time. Uh, there's always penalties you can clean up. There's always uh, misses and assignment things that you can. Uh, work on, it's just going to be really hard for the Cowboys to do that. I, I see the difficult schedule coming up. It's going to be one of those things where you're not going to play a perfect game. You might not even play a perfect drive or a perfect half. 
Uh, it, it's really difficult to do that in the NFL. But you know what? Style points don't matter in this league. Getting Ws matter. It doesn't matter if you play uh, you know, bad for three quarters if you're able to pull it out at the end. Uh, I think the Cowboys know that more than anybody uh, with their style of play. They, they try to win some of these games sloppy. They, they try to muck it up a little bit with uh, the run game, especially on the road where they're trying to shorten the game uh, so they have less mistakes. So uh, it, it just it's not like college football where you can go out there and dominate and you know win a game 70 to nothing. It's just not going to happen, especially in the NFC when you're playing so many uh, talented teams. So it's just one of those things. We can expect perfection. The, the coaching staff can try to get you to that point. It's just never going to happen in the NFL. Uh, the next question is from at uh, jcrisp1214. How does our D slow down the Vikings running game? Luckily for Dallas, uh, they're going to get a, a little bit of an advantage here without Adam Thielen playing in this game. When, when the Vikings have Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen at full strength, it's really hard to stop their rushing attack because you have to keep the safeties back uh, against those two receivers. Uh, you have to honor their passing game. And that means that Dalvin Cook is going to be running against light boxes. Uh, in this contest, I don't think the Cowboys are going to have to worry about that other receiver outside of Diggs that often. Uh, I don't think they're going to worry about Kyle Rudolph beating them down the seams all that much. Uh, they don't have to worry about Kirk Cousins making plays with the legs. Like, so I expect Dallas to put seven, eight men in the box and dare Cousins to throw the ball to somebody outside of uh, Stephon Diggs. Um, one of the things that I always believe in, in the NFL is if you want to stop a run game, you can stop it. Uh, now, that might come at the expense of giving up big plays or giving up a, a lot of yards in the passing game. But if you put seven or eight guys in the box, depending on the formation, you can stop most rushing games in the league. Uh, the Cowboys are going to go against this this offense that you know has a lot of wide zone concepts in their thing, and that's what Dalvin Cook does really well. Uh, I think having Leighton Van Der Esch back will be important in this one because he gives you a little bit more athleticism. Uh, he'll help you run sideline to sideline. Uh, I'm not overly concerned about their run game. Uh, I still think Stevon Diggs can make a lot of plays in the passing game. It's certainly a less terrifying offense to play uh, without uh, Thielen. I think they're going to be okay. Uh, the one matchup to watch here is Michael Bennett against Pat Elfline. Uh, the you know maybe the weakest part of the Vikings inside of their offensive line. I think they'll be all right there. Uh, this one comes from at Money Mark. Has Jordan Lewis's time arrived? Uh, yeah, I think Jordan Lewis is showing you that you can't go back to Anthony Brown. And listen, before Anthony Brown got hurt, uh, there were some rumblings from some of the people that I talked to that the Cowboys wanted to see more of Jordan Lewis anyways. Uh, my next thing is at what point do we do we get to where we're debating whether the Cowboys should have you know Jordan Lewis start ahead of Awuzier? I don't think we're that far away. Uh, I know Chris Richard likes his long cornerbacks, and for good re reason. Awuzie, uh, I think, is a better tackler than Jordan Lewis. Uh, he definitely gives you more size in, on the edge to, to protect the edge a little bit better. Uh, and there's going to be some disadvantages to putting Jordan Lewis on the outside. But uh, when it comes down to playmaking ability, and you know that's 
that's really the the NFL today is, you know, can you make plays on defense? Can you get extra stops or can you get turnovers? Uh, I, I think Lewis edges them out there. So, yeah, I think Jordan Lewis's time has arrived. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see his snap count uh, continue to rise uh, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll answer a couple more of your Twitter questions. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This next question is from at CK Knight 87. Uh, any flea flickers in the future for the Cowboys? Now, if you're not aware of why he's asking this question, uh, it's because on Twitter every week uh, I complain that the Cowboys don't use a flea flicker. And I, I know. I know people are going to say, well, the Cowboys don't need to use trick plays and fancy stuff to try to move the ball on offense. Uh, but I look at a team like New England, uh, who has, you know, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest head coach of all time. They'll do different things every week to try to keep their opponent on their toes. One of them is a uh, flea flicker. Uh, they'll use them eight to nine times a year uh, just to keep defenses honest. Uh, it gives defensive coordinators one thing more they have to prepare for each week. Uh, typically, they're pretty successful. Uh, we saw last week in the Patriots-Baltimore game, it didn't end up being a big play, uh, but it ended up being like a 12-yard gain off a of flea flicker. I would love to see the Cowboys uh, use this, you know, two or three times a year. Uh, you know, they have a running game. If they want to keep safeties back, the best way to do that is to beat them down the field with some of these plays. Uh, I, obviously, I don't think it's something they need to do every game, but it would be nice to see the Cowboys give some more trickeration just so when they do play a big game, you know, their defensive coordinators got to think about, you know, what kind of sleep, you know, what kind of tricks might Jason Garrett and Kellen Moore have up their sleeves. Uh, we'll see if that happens anytime soon. Um, I doubt it. I feel like the Cowboys offense is playing well enough that they don't have to use that now. Uh, but maybe it's something Kellen Moore and Jason Garrett are trying to save uh, for big games or the playoffs. We shall see. This next question comes from Zach. Is it realistic to think Dallas could finish 12-4 and with the only loss coming to the Pats? That feels a little lofty. Um, and not because I don't think the Cowboys can win every game or, you know, there's certain games I think are, you know, designated losses. But as I mentioned before, it's tough to get wins in the NFL. It's one of those ones where it's, you know, it's tricky to, to find ways to, to win games, especially with a schedule. You've got games coming up. Obviously, with Minnesota, I think Chicago is going to be a more difficult game than what people think. Buffalo on a short week, even though that's in Dallas on Thanksgiving. Um, inevitably, you're going to slip up a couple times, and that's okay. That's what the NFL is. It's just eliminating, eliminating the games that you should win, right? The Jets game, I thought, was a killer. Uh, that's a game against an opponent that you are clearly better than. Uh, even though it's on the road, even though you didn't have your two tackles, you need to win that game. Uh it's why I wasn't as discouraged about the, the Saints and Packers games because those are really, really good teams. But they need to beat the teams like Washington and New York like they did on Monday night. 
Uh, there's just not many more of those gimme games left. Every game from this point out is going to be a slugfest. Uh, that's why 12 and 4 feels a little lofty. I think 10 and 6 is the goal. If Dallas gets to 10 and 6 and one of those wins comes against Philadelphia in week 16, uh, I, I think they're going to be okay. This next question comes from uh, Mark Gaja. I hope I said your name right. Which midseason edition, re edition, will have a bigger impact on their side of the ball? Michael Bennett's or Michael Gallup? It's a great question. Um, for me, it's actually Michael Gallup uh, for a couple different reasons. I think Michael Bennett's going to be a fantastic fit in this, this Cowboys defense, and he already showed that uh, in Week 9. But having a, a healthy Michael Gallup makes the Cowboys so much harder to defend, especially when Amari Cooper is healthy. Uh, when you have two guys on the outside that you can rely on to get open and catch the ball and make plays after the catch, it makes offense so much easier to play. But when you only have one guy, you know it's so much easier to put two guys over there, put a, a number one corner, and basically eliminate them and force your quarterback to go elsewhere. Uh, I think Gallup, now that Amari Cooper's a little banged up, now that you know that maybe the offense. Is you're starting to see that maybe Randall Cobb isn't the player you hoped he was going to be. He's going to be a big part of this team going forward, and you're hoping, you know, as the season goes along, he can kind of put that knee injury behind him uh, and become, you know, the 1B to Amari Cooper's 1A. Uh, obviously, I think Michael Bennett's going to be really good, but Michael, but Michael Gallup and how he affects the passing game uh, is going to be pretty important to the Cowboys moving forward. Um, this We'll do one more question. Uh, this one comes from John. How about getting more touches for Tony Pollard by lining him up in the slot? He's such a powerful runner for his size. I completely agree. And the offense can benefit from his explosiveness. I don't envision Dallas using him in the slot a ton this year. I know that's what he did at Memphis, and that's part of the reason I fell in love with him. I just think the best way to get him involved is simply give him more carries. Uh, I think it's beneficial to him to Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys offense to find him more touches in this, this offense. If you can cut Zeke's touches back to 20, 21, 22, rather than 27, 28, I think you're going to keep him fresher long-term. And also, I think Pollard deserves it. I, I know he had a couple mental mistakes in, in week nine, but you see his explosiveness. You see his contact balance. And, you know, there's some times where he gets to the edges and, man, he's just so electric. Uh, I would love to see Dallas, you know, give him some more opportunities. And, uh, you know, I think he can make some plays. You know, what's the right number of touches here? You know, maybe, I don't know, what, seven, eight? I, I think if you can get that many, I don't think it's unrealistic to think that that's possible. You know, maybe five carries and two receptions. If the Cowboys can do that, I, I think that that would be very beneficial to this team. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Landon will be back tomorrow to help preview this monster game for the Cowboys on Sunday. Make sure you guys download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.